You are listening to Canecast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Doug Foreman, Chief Investment Officer with Kane. Doug, first and foremost, thank you for your time today. Doug, the second quarter of 2022 saw continued market volatility. We also saw a continuation of the sell-off in growth stocks, along with smaller cap securities underperforming their larger cap counterparts. Doug, can you provide our listeners with your perspective on the second quarter of 2022? Well, the second quarter of 2022 proved to be a, a horrendous quarter overall. Uh, the S&P uh, entered bear market territory, joining many of the other indices, small cap indices, growth indices, etc., cetera, uh, international indices that had been already in a bear market earlier in the quarter. You know, the bonds provided no support at all during the decline as well. So both stocks and bonds declined which for the second consecutive quarter, which is really unusual. Uh, that's only happened a few times in the last uh, 50 plus years of stock market history. And basically the quarter was all about and continued to be all about the inflation narrative, the narrative that inflation is too high and that the Fed needs to get increasingly hawkish. And because of that, they're going to have to jack rates up of, of a large amount. And as they do that, the economy is going to slow and or go into recession if it hasn't already. So inflation continues to be the, the story. Uh, everything else is a sideline. And really, the May headline CPI of uh, uh, 8.2% in particular was disappointing to investors who were looking for some let up or some improvement in the inflation statistics overall. And the inflation numbers this quarter, you know, were reported in the backdrop of an economy which is clearly slowing in response to the Fed increases, which really started to occur last November when the Fed changed their policy from viewing inflation as transitory to more structural and something that needed to be done about it. And in the second quarter, we saw continued supply chain issues with uh, Chinese, you know, zero COVID policies, creating lockdowns on some supply issues, which doesn't help with the inflation issue and continued Russian oil and gas issues uh, due to the war that's occurring in the Ukraine, which continued to create uh, problems um, in commodity markets. Doug, we saw a continued acceleration by the Fed of its hawkish stance to fight inflation with a 75 basis point rate hike along with commentary that they plan to continue at a similar pace until they feel that some of these inflationary pressures are more under control. Globally, we saw central banks tighten as well to address these inflationary concerns. Can you provide perspective on where you feel we are in the inflationary cycle? Where we're at in the inflation cycle is really the $64,000 question that you know investors and, and we're trying to answer because it's obviously very important. And I guess my conclusion after looking at all the data and looking at what's actually happening to the economy is that we may be much farther along in this inflation fight than most investors realize or most clients recognize. The market obviously is always a discounting mechanism and looking ahead into the future and trying to figure out what the next uh, step is. And what I think you're seeing is that the Fed's hawkish stance um, and the jawboning that started last November is starting to bite in the economy. We knew we were going to have a continued slowdown in the second quarter, and clearly that's happened. And what you saw was during the course of the quarter, you know, you saw consumer confidence fall to 40-year-plus lows uh, due to high energy prices, high gas prices, and, and uh, savings that are now starting to be spent that were accrued during the, the COVID uh, crisis. 
You saw PMI new orders, that's the purchasing manager index, new orders uh, slip below 50, which indicates contraction in the market. You've seen semiconductor inventory, which has been in short supply, limiting auto sales for quite a while, starting to loosen up, and you're starting to see the semi-stocks come under pressure as the supply-demand imbalance there gets more corrected than it has been. You've seen raw material prices, copper, lumber, aluminum, zinc, nickel, etc., all come off their highs during the course of the quarter and actually are down materially between 20 and 50%, depending on the the actual uh, commodity or product and this includes corn and wheat by the way as well Um, housing starts are slowing and the yield curve is flattening and occasionally flirting with inverting Uh, so day to day you know i think you're seeing clear signs of of cooling across the board so the fed's monetary hawkish stance is working they're getting what they wanted they don't control everything in the inflation equation, which has been done well documented by many other observers. They can't do a lot about China's COVID policies or supply chain disruptions or, or a war, obviously. But they don't underestimate the power of monetary policy. Um, they basically can and will and have indicated they're going to move until they can shut this economy down. And, and that implies destroy, destroying some uh, demand. And that's clearly happening as we see this across the board. So it's not obvious yet. And most of the observers that cite how great the economy is are talking about the labor market and how tight that still is. You're starting to see layoffs in many technology companies, particularly the big ones. And I think this will start to loosen up the labor market as well. And keep in mind that labor, both in re- both in recoveries and in um, uh, recessions, they're the last thing that actually occurs. Businesses are not in any hurry to hire people when things get better, and they're not in any hurry to lay people off when things get bad. Um, so labor is a, is a lag. It's a lagging indicator. If you look for that to give you some insight into where we are in the recession and where you are to buy or, or enter the stock market, you're going to be way late. And that's always been the case, and I think it'll continue to be. So I think the interesting question is, has inflation actually already peaked? And we won't see it in the numbers for several months, and um, we'll see as we um, move over the next 12 to 18 months. But it's it's entirely possible that the Fed, which jacked up rates in June, 75 bips, and will probably do another 75 in July, remember, they only control the short end of the yield curve. They don't control the long end. The market controls and prices along in every day in the marketplace. And what we've seen is, uh, despite the Fed's 75 basis point increase in June, almost to the day, long in, long-term interest rates, the 30-year and the 10-year, have actually come down a fair amount. And, and even the two-year note has come down a fair amount since the Fed actually increased short-term rates. So it's not unprecedented or unheard of that as the Fed continues to uh, jack up short-term rates, which I believe they will do, they will stick to their commitments, I think, short-term for sure. It doesn't mean that long-term rates can't actually come down and and the yield curve invert and and actually be in a technical recession. Now, I should point out that, you know, the definition of a technical recession is two negative GDP quarters back-to-back consecutively, and we had negative GDP in the first quarter, and we're starting to see some estimates by street economists start to come down and actually go negative for the second quarter as well. So it's not a prediction. I don't pretend to be an economist, but it wouldn't surprise me if we actually are already in a technical recession. That's two negative quarters of GDP. Now, there's all kinds of reasons why that happened in the first quarter that were explainable, but the simple fact is that's what happened. 
So, you know, things are weakening. Things have been weak. Things are getting weaker uh, as a result of uh, of the Fed's policy. Uh, the Fed is accomplishing what it wants. This will be ultimately reflected in the inflation statistics, I believe. I don't think there's anything long-term massively structural that rates can't uh, can't improve. And it doesn't mean we're going to get down to 2% inflation in three months, but I think we are going to be headed in the right direction. Doug, lastly, the supply chain continues to cause issues across many different industries, and the shutdown in China certainly did not help. What is your perspective on the state of the supply chain and what we may be looking at in the months ahead? Well, supply chain issues continue to be, you know, an issue, um, basically because of China and China's zero COVID policy shutting down, particularly Shanghai during the course of the second quarter. You know, because of COVID and sort of the the difficulty of trying to contain this um, um, health issue that we've seen for several years now, you know, it's impossible for me or anybody else to predict how this is going to go in the future, but it does seem like the the subsequent variants are, are at least putting, you know, creating fewer deaths and fewer hospitalizations at the end of the day. But clearly it is, it is providing some disruptions to business. It has and will, you know, probably continue to from time to time. On the margin, I did go to a, a conference in early June, and my sense was from most companies that the supply chain, while still difficult and transportation costs still difficult, that things that were a little bit better in the second quarter than they were in the first quarter, still not where they want them to be, but at least it seems to be peaking in the first quarter and starting to head in the right direction in the second quarter. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. Once everybody decides, and, and it's well publicized and well understood that we're in a recession in financial markets, it'll it'll start to get better uh, because policymakers, both the Fed and, and, and the federal government, will start to take actions to try to get the situation rectified and be less concerned with um, you know problems that occurred over the last couple of years. Thank you for your trust and confidence in this really difficult period that we're going through in the first half, and I encourage you all to Keep your eye on your long-term asset allocation goals, and you know these this this environment will and this narrative will change at some point. It's obviously difficult to tell exactly what month or week or day that that's going to happen for anybody, but I do feel we're going to be heading in the right direction. Hopefully, in the second half of 2022. Doug, as always, thank you very much for the time and the insight you provide our listeners, and we look forward to speaking next quarter. Thank you. Kane Cast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management. CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.